0: Welcome to Small Business Marketing, Then, and Now. A conversation with small business owners on how they marketed the launch of their business, the evolution since then, and how they have pivoted during this COVID 19 period. Brought to you by Profit Master Business Solutions. More leads, more sales, and more revenue for your small or medium sized business. Click findnewrevenue.com to learn more. Now, here's your host, Howard Walpoff. Welcome back to Small Business Marketing Then and Now. I'm Howard Walpoff, your host. Again, this is brought to you by Profit Master Business Solutions. And today our conversation really is going to be about the small business owner who sees a need and addresses it. And there are a lot of people out there. They're working in an industry and they have a job, but lo and behold, they see where there's an opportunity that people have a need and and aren't being addressed in the the easiest way. They may have a better answer. And this then becomes a business where they're really helping people. They're really helping those that are responsible for what is going on and giving them the answers they need and really helping others get the answers that they're looking for. And the industry that's, my guest works in really is in the turf industry and in in grass and growing grass and fixing large scale grass issues when it comes to golf courses and large fields and facilities that really need their grass to look pristine on a on a regular basis Uh my guest today is jeff stammen from turf mend and he really has a great journey of marketing his business and finding and addressing the needs of people, making their lives and their facilities a whole lot better. So uh, Jeff, welcome to our conversation today. Yep, thanks for having me. Appreciate it. Well, I appreciate having you here because, again, we spoke a little bit. I have a background in minor league baseball, and I know that the grass needs to be green. The grass needs to look nice in on a regular basis. I remember an issue where we had a concert. It's the first time we ever had a concert, and we made a mistake in preparing the area where the power core was coming out from outside the outfield wall. So we broke down the stage, everything was fine, but we had this big long line of, of dead grass running from the outfield wall to the infield that in the short run, we had to paint green to get along for the, for the next game. But you address issues like this on a regular basis for individuals, for golf courses, for professionals. To help make sure these grasses look the way they're supposed to yeah the goal
1: of the product is it's a divot mix basically it's uh, we sell sand peat moss grass seed uh, any variety and then we also have a compost product and it's hard to find uh, people nowadays in general and it's even if you find people and it takes a lot of time and effort and money to to make divot mix so we just we blend it, bag it and ship it out and they can give it to anyone and put it down and it, it's going to work every time. And, you know, we actually had golf courses this year that reduced their divot mix. One reduced it from a hundred thousand pounds to 42,000 pounds of turf men. So that's over 50% reduction plus all the labor they save. So it's the goal is just to make their life easier. Being a superintendent or a turf manager is really
0: difficult. So we're just trying to give them an easy button. Yeah, that job really is difficult. I remember from my days in baseball, just making sure that, that the field was in great shape, regardless of the weather, regardless right. of how much uh, foot traffic in different areas are, are happening. And we were right. cutting out sections and fixing sections on a, on a regular basis. So what was the interest for you in going in this direction to help these uh, these individuals to to make sure their grass looks beautiful on a regular basis? I got a degree from Kansas
1: State in the golf course management program, uh, studied turf and horticulture, and I was in the golf industry for almost 15 years. When I got out of it, I had a superintendent reach out to me, ask about my divot mix. I gave him the recipe, and he eventually became my business partner. He suggested that we sell it. Me and my wife eventually bought him out, but it's just my background in the turf industry just to want to give them an easy button and make their
0: life easier. So when you were working for a golf course, I guess this is where everything started. You created your own divot mix to fix all the different holes and areas. How long did that process take and, and what goes into creating something like that? I mean, you learn from
1: your previous supervisors and you kind of take what you think's the best and, when I eventually became a superintendent, I, I put the knowledge together and, and made one that, that worked well. And we then took that one and we had to refine it to make it stable, have a shelf life, make sure the seed didn't germinate. And that was a whole nother process. It took a lot of failures before we got it right. We failed a lot. You know, you have to get the right sand, the right, right organic matter, the right grass seed and and make all make sure all the portions are correct and it it took a lot of time but uh, we're we now have a product that people use all over the nation and we're very happy with so
0: now this really was a great opportunity for you you had a testing ground you had your own outdoor lab so to speak to figure out what worked, what didn't work, on a on a small and large basis of of fixing these divots and larger challenged areas, that really gives you vision when it comes to how to address other people's needs. Right. Yep. So, how different is it for the? I guess let's go back to the research that you you've done and. Because I know you have different types of grass seed and, and, and mixtures for different types of grasses and, and, and large-scale lawns. But how difficult was it to translate for a different breed of grass as you were developing your product lines? We
1: were pretty fortunate. We were able to team up with uh, one of the largest grass seed companies in the world called Barenbrook USA. And they were able to kind of help us pick the right grass types to use for the Divimix, um, help us get the right ratio in terms of the amount of pounds of grass seed. And so really having them as a partner has really helped um, propel the business to places I never thought it would get. So it's, been, it's always good to
0: have the right people in place and the right partners. Absolutely. Having those good partnerships really can help you with their skill sets. But also Absolutely. with the direction of what you're trying to accomplish. Yes. So you 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 went out and you started this with with a partner at the beginning. How were you spreading the word that this was a product that was available for for to to be purchased by anyone needing the this uh, the, something the right mixture to mend their their grass and lawns. We kind of started
1: locally, hitting up golf courses, school districts, municipalities. Then we tried some social media, Facebook, Instagram. Obviously, got a website. We also we tried for a long time to get distributors, and um, we're told no a lot. We're told it was a stupid idea a lot. But I but I knew we had something, and so you just keep pushing and. I was told no probably well over a hundred times, but we eventually got a distributor. Uh, we now have distributors that cover 40 states. So, I mean, if you believe in something, don't give up. It, it just takes time. I mean, it's, it's taken five years to get to the point where we are and it's a roller coaster. We failed a lot at marketing. Uh, we hired some people. They were a bust. Uh, But a couple years ago, we got on Twitter and Twitter has, it's just the right place for our product. And also, LinkedIn is also very beneficial for us as well. But within a year of getting on Twitter, I was able to quit my other full time job. We moved from Washington to Indiana and we grew up 400% this past year. And a lot of it is just, learning from all of our failures in the past and and fixing what you need to fix. And I think if you're not okay with failing, you don't want to be your own a small business owner. So need <laughs> to be able to get back
0: up on your feet and try again. So it's so true and really a testament to your um your your work ethic and mindset that you've been able to get past all those no's and disappointments to to, to keep going Find the right person and and have this direction that's obviously is leading your revenues in the right direction. Right.
1: Yeah, I mean, I I know I have a product that works. It's just there is a barrier of entry for our product, and it's it's pretty high to convince a superintendent that we can make a better divot mix than they can, and then they see the cost of the bag. You have to say, well, what's it cost? for your labor, how much time are you wasting, how much? How many different times are you reapplying the product. And once you go over that with them, they realize the it's actually not as expensive as they thought. And we have numerous courses that use less than 50% of the divit mix they used in the past. So if you can say, hey, we have these guys you can call, and they've used less than 50%, so then you cut your cost in half it's actually a pretty affordable product. You just have to be a, a good salesperson and be willing to sit down and
0: make your case to them, so. Yeah, it's a, definitely a process of have, really developing those relationships, getting those relationships to have a better understanding of your products and uh, and then to to implement it. But you obviously have a track record showing people that they're going to save money in the long run right. and based right. on their time and, and efforts, which does benefit the, the greater good and right. uh, and hopefully lead to a sale going your way.
1: Yeah. Matt. I think it benefits the greater good and it it's going to benefit their membership too, because their tee box is going to be healed up and they can play it again. And they're not going to get yelled at for having <laughs> divots everywhere. So it's just an easy button for him, And I, being a form, a former superintendent and assistant superintendent, if you can have one thing that's just easy in your life, it, I mean, it's pretty beneficial because it it's a hard job. It's not just growing grass like people think or mowing. It's, there's a lot of science and a lot of headaches involved in
0: being a turf manager. So Absolutely. Now going back to some things you said regarding social media. So Twitter, I definitely clearly understand because you can isolate other superintendents and owners of golf courses and, and facilities that have have grass, school systems, and, and and what have you, and and try to address them directly through LinkedIn. Right. It's, it's definitely as a, as a lead source. But talk to me about what you've done on Twitter that has been successful to you, and and I ask that because a lot of people will try to throw different concepts into their marketing mix on social media and find twitter to be the least effective and give up on it immediately how is it that you've been so successful well i think first i found people that were in the golf industry and i
1: follow them and then they would follow me back and i just would say hey thanks for following me i think i have a product that would be beneficial to you i'd love to talk to you about it reach out if i can help And before I had really a lot of distributors, I would just sell direct to these folks. Then I would tag them and say, hey, thanks to so-and-so for buying. Then they'd send me pictures of before and after and you just keep tagging people. And eventually that would lead to distributors in that area saying, hey, we sell all these people that you're selling to. We want to sell your product. And I think just being consistent and genuine and not, pushy i think is really important and just kind of showing before and after photos and why your stuff works and i i show pictures of my family on my my twitter page and just so people know that you know this is what you're supporting you know i have two boys and a wife and you know we work hard but we also have a lot of fun together and i think just being genuine and consistent like i try to post at least once a day and just to kind of stay relevant, and it's
0: worked. So it's an interesting strategy that you have, and and it's great that it's been so successful. I know that when I look at my personal uh, mailbox on Twitter, it's filled with bots and filled with uh, with I guess unnecessary solicitations. However, yeah. the fact that you the, that you are able to speak the the right language with people in in the the golf industry and in the turf industry that they wanted to to start a dialogue with you through Twitter and then follow you for your realness right <laughs> is where that comes to mind. Gen- genuineness not just in your knowledge of the the product and their challenges, but also you as a, as a family man and and, right. and and a business owner really is is a great recipe that many businesses don't even think about when it comes sure. to just posting on Twitter.
1: Yeah, I think just be yourself and show that you have a family. I, a lot of people criticize me for putting my family on there, but it's part of our life, and Turfman's part of our life. So
0: I just think it's right to, to post that sort of stuff. So And it's great that it really is successful. People need to find the right place to message their audience. You found an audience on Twitter. You are speaking with them to in things that are resonating with them. Uh, you're finding an audience on LinkedIn. Uh, that's really the key. Just posting on social media is a waste of time unless you're seeing some level of response from it and, uh, and, and you're getting a development of, of business from it. And I mean, for a bakery, probably Instagram is better because all the cool photos
1: I can do. And I think it's just you have to figure out what social media is best for your business. And once you do, you'll kill it. It
0: just takes a while to figure out figure it out. And it took me a long time. So, but it's a it's a great testament to you that you figured out the right one, and you're seeing results from it, which is great. It's it's. It's hard to start a business. It's hard. And and even what you've said, there were some significant barriers of entry for you for what you're trying to do. And, and you looked at things in different ways to get around them and also kind of power through them in in the multiple conversations you had with distributors before finding the right one to find the kind of success that your business needs, but also the success and results that your customers need. And even, even those that have not uh, tested your product yet. And we still have them. I mean, there's distributors that I want
1: to get, and they're just, they don't get our product and they don't understand it. And I i keep having meetings with them and talking to them. And it's just sometimes it's just hard to get a distributor or hard to make the sale, but I'm not one to give up. So I just keep having the
0: conversation and keep pursuing it which is a real testament to a, to you and your work ethic and, and your focus as a business owner. Thank you. What do you see as your goals for 2023? H- how do you see this year looking so far? We're in the early stages right now. What's right. What is the vision for this year. I think it's going to be good. We, we did an early order
1: program um, and gave people a discount for purchasing for spring of this year. And, It's the first time we've done it, really successful, really excited about it. You know, last year we quadrupled our business. I I think this year my goal would be probably to to double what we did last year. I think it's probably pretty reachable. And just continue to get some distributors in places that are lacking. There's some states we don't have any. So finding the right distributor for those states is vital to me Then probably i want to go to some more trade shows i've never been to to help out some distributors in areas that we just kind of got into last year so that's
0: that's kind of what i'm looking forward to coming up this year so looking back over the course of the business what do you see as some of the setbacks that you had that if you knew a little bit more you probably wouldn't have gone in those directions i probably would never have had a partner
1: i'm not sure if you follow dave ramsey but he said the only ship that uh, can't float is a partnership and i think he's right now that it's just me and my wife doing it it's been a lot more successful um uh, Besides that, I mean, I feel like we've done a lot of things right. We've we've never taken out a loan, so we've been building the business slowly with cash. And I think if you can do that, don't get yourself into debt, especially in a startup. Make sure you can build the business and maintain it with cash. I, I just never wanted to put my family at risk. So I think building smartly and slowly... I wish I would have gotten on Twitter a little sooner. I might have been able to quit my job a little sooner, but uh, I, I feel good. I mean, I failed a lot, uh, but I always try to learn from those
0: failures and, and move forward, so. I, I think you really have, you've done a lot of things the, the right way. You've shown a lot of hard work and dedication to your, your business uh focusing on the, the 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 financial end and trying to make sure that you're not in the negative in any way um and you've you've survived and succeeded with that that's a very big challenge where certain companies need to have some sort of certain companies need to have some sort of cash flow at the beginning to make things happen and they already start off uh, in debt in the process you were right. able to work relationships to start generating revenues and really built the business on those beginning revenues, which is a testament to a lot of hard work. Well, I would say we uh,
1: Berenberg USA has, has done a lot to help us. And without them, we probably wouldn't have been able to, to do what we've done. And without the support of my wife moving all the way across the country to quit my job and she quit her job, it's having those vital...
0: Support networks is is important as success. So. Yes, the having the right team is always important. Uh, it, it's being having having a wife that you can work with is fantastic, and really helps keep the focus of making sure the business is successful ongoing. And it, it, I can I can sense that with what you've already started that there is a tremendous amount of growth coming in your future for this business and, and having influence in the industry as time goes on. I appreciate that. So what is the best way for people to get in contact with you? If they have a need, if they want to learn more about your business and and how to really order a product to, to solve their, their turf needs. Uh,
1: you can go to turfman.com and our phone numbers right on the website. You can call us anytime. You can, there's an email on the website as well. And if you have a distributor in the area, you can just reach out to one of the distributors,
0: check that on our website as well. All right, Jeff, thank you so much for joining us and really sharing your story and really appreciate it. Really learned a lot about your uh, persistence and dedication, which are two really Key components to a successful small business owner. And we're very excited to see more successes as this year and years go on. Thanks. I appreciate it, Howard. And thank you all for joining us as well. This really is a a great story about being focused and having a product that you believe in and knowing that once people know and once people use the product, they will see how it helps them how it makes their life and schedules a lot easier and save them money in the process. And uh, the more and more that uh, TurfMend is getting out there and the word is getting out about them, the more they're growing. And the fact that Jeff found Twitter and utilizes it in ways that people don't think about in what they're doing with their social media is a lesson that everyone should really take from this conversation because it really can be done with any type of business. You just have to nurture those connections and try to connect with the people that you think will have value for your product. And uh, it really could go a long way. So really think about that as you analyze where your social media is going and think about this whole conversation about how tough it is to be a small business owner and how real good, hard work can get you some success. But go out, have a great rest of today, and we will see you next time. This has been Small Business Marketing, then and now. Brought to you by Profit Master Business Solutions. Marketing strategy for the small business owner. To learn more, click findnewrevenue.com.